Welcome to another episode of The Corporate Entrepreneur. In our consulting practice, we work a lot with companies on how to establish a mutual benefit culture that sits on top of the smart platform. But for this podcast, we want to talk about something that everybody can do this week, this month, right out of the gate. Whether you have a corporate directive, whether you have a team directive, it's a way to start the conversation around mutual benefit. And that's what this podcast is about. Conversation starters with your team or even yourself about mutual benefit. So I'm going to start out with a few words. Now, we have a lot of international listeners, and I understand that if we read these words, you're going to say, well, that's an American concept, but it's not. Listen to the words, apply it to your business and to yourself. And what it is, is we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, of course, that's from the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America. But those words are as relevant in any corporation as they are in the Declaration of Independence. Let's start off by discussing your employees, all of them, deserve respect. Now, we tend to think as managers that we owe it to ourselves to be happy. But we must take it one step further and acknowledge that our happiness is tightly interconnected with our employees, co-workers, vendors, and customers' happiness. Happiness and unhappiness are both contagious. We've talked before about a concept in science called entanglement theory. How it applies in corporations where when you have employees that are happy, their happiness, their positivity will change the way other people behave and help them become more positive. But the same works with negativity. Now, there has been tons of research that proves that true, long-lasting, and satisfying happiness is not solely based on the amount of material things you accumulate over your time on this planet. Don't get me wrong. It's good to have things, but it's not the single element to fulfilling happiness. The following are just some thoughts about this to discuss with your team. Do you think you will wish for more things when you are on your deathbed? If happiness was due to money, why are so many rich people committing suicide? If fame was the main ingredient of happiness, why do so many famous people have depression problems? Would you rather live to 30 and be rich or 100 and be healthy with a great family? That was a little bit deep. And I know that it starts conversations. Talk to your HR department and make sure you can ask those. You can ask yourself and your team some additional questions that are more business-oriented, if you prefer. We like to do the initial questions first to get everybody in this mode of thinking. And then we start asking and speaking about how it works in business. This podcast is being done during the holiday season. It's December, and we just got done with Thanksgiving here in the States. And we're entering into the Christmas Hanukkah, whatever religion you belong to, and the New Year season. So when you talk to your team, you can ask this question. How will you continue the holiday spirit of mutual benefit into the next year? Can you identify ways a mutual benefit culture will help your team, company, and you? Is competitive obsession hurting your team, the company, or you? I usually like to ask before that, in a sealed survey, they just write it on a piece of paper, if they believe they suffer from competitive obsession, and if they believe it's a good thing or a bad thing, then I put it up on a board, and then I ask this question. Does your team, company, or you suffer from finger pointerosis? We all have heard what that is. It's blaming everybody, pointing fingers and not being accountable, and blaming others without coming up with solutions and not separating the people from the problem. 
Can you identify how the team, you, are interconnected with the rest of the teams, the company, and other individuals that you interact with? Do you feel that you as an individual can make a difference? So I told you that I would talk about how to ask the questions and what to do. When you have these meetings, it's easy to ask a question. Some people will respond. Some people will be on the phone. Some people will be on their computer. As like all meetings, we suggest you get rid of that, put everything away. If it's a virtual meeting, everybody has to have their video on. How do you handle this? How do you get that interaction? Well, the first thing is to go off and to send out either an email or have people submit in writing that they can print out and send to you. They can scan it. They can send it. Yes, you're going to know who it came from. The only way not to know that is to be in a live situation. They put it in the box and then you collect it. But whether virtual or in person, one of the goals is to collect the answers to these questions from your team, collate them into groups. We do a lot of work with companies where we help them take the answers and put them into categories and groups that coincide, then we send that back out. This is the Delphi methodology of surveying. And we do a lot of work with that and our customers. And then you take these groupings and you write them down or you put them on a board that you cover. Going into your meeting, your live meeting, your virtual meeting, you now have a baseline understanding of how your team feels about these concepts. Then when you ask these questions, you may find there's always someone or some people who are more vocal and others who sit back. Some may not want to answer. But you, because you've done the pre-work, understand that there's an underlying concern or issue. So you answer it without making notice of who said what or who you're answering. You just answer these objections and issues up front ahead of time or during the conversation. That puts everybody at ease and gets everybody engaged. There's a lot of technique and a lot of process to being a good facilitator. We do work with companies and individuals on how to facilitate, so we do transfer our knowledge on this. We're also going to run a workshop sometime in the middle of 2021 to be able to do that and to help you learn how to be that facilitator of these types of groups. But for now, even if you're an employee who just wants to bring this mutual benefit culture to your team or two or three other people, you could do it in conversation. You could do it by just having a discussion, getting a feel for the people you're going to bring in or that you're going to work with or that you're going to propose these concepts to. Remember, everything according to the smart platform has to be relatable and tailorable. So that's two important characteristics of everything that you're going to develop in creating a mutual benefit culture. There is a very important and a critical component in creating this culture and we call it a variable. Appreciating what you have at this time, at this moment. You need to look at what you have now, as well as looking into the future for what you want, what your vision is. But you must not put off creating a mutual benefit culture, starting the conversation until you have more profit or until you have more customers or until your processes are better. You must see the opportunities that are right before you and acknowledge the parts that are already in place that will help you expand on what is there, the mutual benefit culture that exists You will never achieve your goals if you're always waiting for the right time, sometime in the future to begin your journey. Begin your journey for a mutual benefit culture today. It's in your thought, your speech, and then your actions. You must realize that many people in departments, they are already creating this mutual benefit culture. Your competition may already be doing this. You may not be aware of it. You can find out when you interview people for jobs, they may speak only highly of the company they come from. Well, you know that that company is doing something. 
yet the people are still looking, so they're missing something as well. Mutual benefit means that people feel comfortable, mighty, empowered to express their opinions without fear of retribution. It's already happening in your company. Celebrate those people now. Reward people not just for achieving sales productivity, but for acting in a mutual benefit way, for having a philosophy of mutual guarantee that helps others and helps the company. The key is to start the conversation now, today, during this holiday season. Just do it and don't wait. If it's not the holiday season that you're listening to this podcast, Bring up the holiday season in your meeting. Ask people how they feel. Ask them to close their eyes. Think of their best song, their best moment of the holiday about sharing. And now bring that into the conversation. It's more than just asking a few questions and having a discussion. It is how you ask the questions, how you leverage the answers you get. You and your employees know that it will not amount to anything unless there is a plan and follow-up. So as I end this podcast about starting the conversation, we end it with, once the conversation is started, you need to put a plan together. My name is Mark Ellenson, managing partner of the Entrepreneurial Way Consulting Group. As we like to end each podcast, corporate entrepreneurs fear nothing, appreciate everything, and know that what we need, we already have. Thanks and have a great day.